The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Dungeons and Dragons. At first regarded as a harmless game of make-believe, now has both parents and psychologists concerned. Studies have linked violent behavior to the game, saying it promotes satanic worship. Ritual sacrifice, sodomy, suicide, and even murder. <laughs> Shit, he seems really revved up tonight. He's always revved up. We'll just act casual. 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 Right. Okay. Totally. Society has to blame something. We're an easy target. Exactly. We're the freaks because we like to play a fantasy game. But as long as you're into band or science or parties or a game where you toss balls into laundry baskets, you want something freak? <laughs> Prick. It's forced conformity. That's what's killing the kids! <laughs> That's the real monster. So, uh, speaking of monsters, uh, Lucas has to do his, uh, balls in laundry baskets game. So, <laughs> he's not gonna be able to make it to Hellfire tonight. And uh, I know there's no way we can beat your sadistic campaign without him. So me and Mike, we were talking, shooting the shit, and we were thinking that may maybe we, we we might postpone. What? Well, oh, no. Over my dead body. Shut up! You saying Sinclair's been taken in by the dark side? Uh, something like that. Something like that. Jesus Christ! And rather than find a sub for him. You want, you want to postpone the cult of Vecna? I, I don't want to postpone it. We don't want to postpone it. It's just that, you know, most of the subs will be at the championship game. Oh, is the championship game? Yeah. Can I level with you? Jeff graduates this year. Garrett's got, what, a year and a half? Me, I am army crawling my way toward a DMS O'Donnell's. If I don't blow her final, I'm gonna walk that stage next month. I'm gonna look Principal Higgins dead in the eye. I'm gonna flip him the bird. I'm gonna snatch that diploma. I'm gonna run like hell out of here. <laughs> Things, the greatest show alive. All 
sind wahr. I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what I call the Stranger Danger Book Club. Stranger Danger Book Club Book Club Stranger Danger Book As the sun breaks above the ground An old man stands on the hill As the ground warms to the first rays of light A bird song shatters the still Everybody, his eyes are ablaze See the madman in his gaze Fly on your way like an eagle fly as high as the sun on your way like an eagle fly touch the sun yeah happy thanksgiving stranger friends and welcome back to the Stranger Danger Book Club. Yes, in America right now, in the United States of America specifically, it is, we're gearing up for tomorrow, which is Thanksgiving Day, uh, which means for me, a few things. Number one, I will be waking up early tomorrow morning to do a 5K race uh, on Thanksgiving. They're called Turkey Trots, so that's what I'll be doing. Number two, then I will be um, enjoying a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner with my parents, well, my wife, my parents, uh, my brother and his wife and their two kids and my aunt and uncle. Uh, there will be turkey, there will be stuffing, there will be cranberry sauce, there will be football, and I'm making, uh, and there will be pie. I'm supplying the pies, a pumpkin and two apples, and there will also be a um, an uh, an appetizer. I was going to say hors d'oeuvre, but I was I was sure I was going to mispronounce it. The appetizer. Okay, I'm trying for something different. It is this French baguette that I'm putting a spinach dip on. Nothing crazy there, but then I'm wrapping it in bacon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm wrapping it in bacon. I'm going to cook the bacon, then I'm going to. Uh, put the stuff on the bread, wrap the cooked bacon around and put it back in the oven. The bacon drippings, the bacon goodness will drip into the bread and uh, there'll be something really worth, you know, thanking, being being thankful for. And that is uh, bread with bacon drippings. It can't get any better than that. Or, or can it? Because um, 
I'm here to talk about the best thing of all, Stranger Things. Folks, I finally went and, uh, and, and I shouldn't say I finally went, I'm finally here talking about a book that I actually finished a couple of weeks ago. It's just, I, at the time, I just couldn't get the day, the time to um, sit down and record. But now I'm on a nice five-day weekend, and I thought, you know what, why not sit down before Thanksgiving and talk about the uh, book that you read a few weeks ago. You got it, I think it came out on the 31st, which is Halloween, uh, but I didn't start reading it for a, a couple days. I think I, I finished another book I was reading, and then finally I started this on the 4th. I think I actually started it... Um, during my trip, which I've talked about multiple times, uh, I did. I drove my mother-in-law from Massachusetts all the way to the state of Florida. Uh, and so the first day we actually made it to Virginia, we only stopped once. We made it all the way to the Jersey Turnpike. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to be crass, but let's just say that um, I needed to stop, Okay. And it was a good thing I stopped, but it was the only time I stopped. Stopped at, at, in New Jersey, you know. Okay, I'll say it. I had a tinkle break, took my tinkle break. Uh, we walked my, my mother-in-law's dog, had a little lunch, and then boom, we were, we were on the road again uh, all the way to Virginia. Day two, which was on a Sunday, we left early and we, we ended early. We, we got to South Carolina. That was good enough for us. Uh, made it in a little in the afternoon, got to kind of relax and didn't didn't push it too much. And on the third day, we drove, you know, through Orlando, through Disney World, and made it down to uh, Naples, Florida, where she uh, is safely residing now. I spent a couple days there, and here's the thing that so we arrived on that Monday, and that was Stranger Things Day, and I I remember saying, folks, I'm going to record something, and I'm going to get it to you on Monday. You have no idea how tired I was. And how um, I was going to say exhausted, but I believe that's the same thing as tired. I was very tired and very exhausted, so much so that I just repeated myself. And I was like, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to record. And and then I looked it up, and I felt like, I mean, just to be honest, not enough happened for me to talk about it. It was just kind of, and there wasn't really much to talk about. Like, I think because of the the actor strike and the writer strike, things got delayed so much. I mean, come on, our show. I mean, first it gets delayed for obviously a terrible thing, the the, the pandemic. Now it gets delayed for for uh, a, you know a definitely a, a very important thing for writers and actors, uh, and and all unions and all employees, you know, to kind of take a stand. Uh, the big strike, it's like they they but they can't catch a break. The timing for these these seasons uh, are tough, uh, but things are back. They're back on um, you know in they're back in. Session, I, I couldn't even think of what I was going to say, but that's I think because of the delays, that's why there really wasn't much to do on Stranger Things Day except celebrate the first four seasons, the previous four seasons, which is what they did. And I just thought it didn't quite warrant enough for me to um, to talk like to, to, to do an episode when again I was so freaking tired, I really was, uh, but. What that did allow me to do was spend uh, Monday evening chilling, reading on the uh, outside her house. So she's she's has this house. It's a little she has a little carport, but she doesn't pull the car up all the way, and it gives a lot of space. We, she has some chairs set out, and I sat outside. But it was it's Florida, but it was still a little chilly. I had a hoodie on the first night, and uh, I just read 
today's book multiple you know i read it as much as i could uh before i fell asleep and then tuesday read a little bit by the pool let read a little bit in the pool but when you're down there in florida and there's like old people and all they do is and it's the same old people i swear to god this is like the third time in the pool it's the same group i i just can't listen to old people talk about politics or or current events like in a way that it's like they've never met and it's like they're ke- they're getting together every day to talk about like like they're announcing the news to each other it was so mind-numbingly monotonous that i i didn't stay in the pool very long i got out of the pool went over to my chair and put my headphones on. I didn't play anything. Just put them on to drown these people out so that I can continue to read today's book, which is Flight of Icarus by Caitlin Schneiderhan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's Schneiderin or Schneiderhan. I'm not entirely sure. But I'm finally uh, here talking about it, and I really did enjoy this book. I'm not going to get into anything spoilery right away. I will warn you when I do spoil things in the book, if you're worried about it, if you do want to read it or don't want to know uh, anything about this book, it doesn't spoil anything for the TV show, really. Uh, well, obviously not. But um, and, and if you do, there's nothing in the book where it's like, oh, no, I need to read this book in order to fill in certain blanks for the TV show, nothing like that. It's just a nice companion piece to it. Uh, so I want to talk about that, and I will warn you uh, for spoilers. But um, before I even get into that, I did get a couple voicemails that I wanted to talk about. Hello, stranger friend. It is Alan, and yeah, I just have a story from my school. Um, I'm not telling you my school, but it's in middle school, and I'm in eighth grade, and. We had the football game. I'm not in it, but... And I remember... <laughs> this is, there's two stories in one. Our principal who does, like, the, like, announcing, he's, like, he said, here's some Mr. Principal's uh, oldies. And he played some uh, Metallica. Uh, I forget the song, but it was... <laughs> and then And then after that, he said... And I just got a about 50 text messages saying that stop playing the oldies and i was just like okay well this school is heartless uh that's all bye don't have my guitar this time though it's okay you don't have your guitar alan i have some guitar here some maiden here playing for you um metallica oldies you know i i i remember making this joke to um some people I know saying, you know, you're old when the classic rock that you grew up listening to became oldies and the rock you grew up listening to became classic rock. Uh, But now it's to the point where, yeah, I mean, it is oldies. I mean, we're talking Metallica. Their album was like 40 years old. That's oldies. okay? because that's the equivalent of when I was in high school listening to something from the 40s. And you think about, oh, no, the 50s, uh, which. Again, I did. You know, my 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 dad always had the oldie station go playing, uh, and it it is oldies. But it's funny because it's like, even though, you know, you, you old, they're old enough to be quote unquote oldies. Oldies are still considered like fifties and sixties. Like it's almost a genre, and classic rock is like seventies, sixties, seventies, and someone in into the eighties now. 
Like you don't think of grunge, the, the grunge era as classic rock, but that's 30 years ago. So, I mean, it kind of is. Uh, but first of all, you, uh, just real quickly, you, your principal sounds very cool, much cooler than Eddie Munson's principal over at Hawkins High. Now, Alan did send a second voicemail, and I'm not going to play it here only because it's just him playing Iron Maiden. He It was on the radio, and uh, he, it was from their 81, 81 album, I think, 82, 81. I don't remember. I should know this. Uh, from their album, Number of the Beast, the song, The Number of the Beast, which is a classic song, uh, and he was playing that. And I do appreciate it, Alan. I did listen to it, and uh, I was singing along. Uh, but, um, just wanted to let you know, I did get that message too, but I did get another voicemail from, uh, another regular, this one, we all know, this is Kennedy. Hi, I guess my sister has been, my sister and me have been watching, um, season three over again. We've been rewatching cause we figured out that the writer's strike has ended and did the fact that I'm a cosplayer. We have this, I literally can't decide, do I, uh, due to the Max and Eleven scenes, do I do Eleven and she does Max, or do I do Max and she does Eleven? Anyway, I have also been looking for more Kiposkes, and I found more. I found the Max when she's still way too expensive, but... I think she's going to be good. And I love the price. And then I have both other Kiposkes of her and Eleven in their mall outfits when they come out of the mall in uh, episode three of season three. Kennedy, this message... Uh... The email came in after midnight. Did you send this really late? Because it sounds like you're about to fall asleep. Or it sounds like you're talking way later than you're supposed to be. And you're trying to make sure you don't wake up your parents and they don't hear you. I don't know. It just I was like, oh my goodness, this sounds, is she, is she falling asleep? And I looked at the email time. I was like, 1226. What, what, what is going on? That's way past my bedtime. Uh, but to... to here you saying that you're going to be doing cosplay. First of all, rewatching season three, never, never a bad, never a bad decision. But uh, it says you, it says here, or you said you're going to be doing cosplay, and you're not sure whether you want to be Max or Eleven. Well, I have an idea. Okay, be both. Like, if you can pull it off, if you have different events, sometimes you go as Max, she goes as Eleven. Sometimes you go as Eleven, she goes as Max. Or even go crazy and, and do one of those things where you put the costume half and half. So you're half Max, she's half 11, and she's half Max and half 11. You know, you know what I mean? Like you're half and half. I, I don't know. That that seems like crazy, but like you'd stitch the, sh- the clothes together. Uh, that might be a little too um, too artsy for some people. Like, what the heck are you? And you go, oh, I'm we're Max and Eleven. Well, which one are you? I'm Max and Eleven. Which one are you? I'm Max and Eleven. Boom. You could be Max and Eleven and Max and Eleven. You could be called Maximum Eleven. I don't know. Uh, but listen, if you want to be famous like Alan and Kennedy, you too 
can send in, um, or like you two, you too can send in a, a voicemail message. Just go to Stranger. <laughs> I almost said Stranger Things Podcast. I did. This is StrangerThingsPodcast.com. It goes to like some full house thing. I think it's just a bunch of different podcasts that this website points to. But you can go to StrangerDangerPodcast.com slash hotline and leave a message. You don't need to call on the phone. You don't need any special equipment. You can just, you go to this website, you press the button, you hit record, and it sends it to me. It's just that easy. So I wanted to talk quickly about, um, just give you some quick facts about this book before we, um, before I get into any spoilers, before I get into any specifics. So as I said, this book is titled Flight of Icarus. It's by Caitlin Schneiderhan. And uh, I apologize if I'm, if I'm butchering your name, Caitlin. Uh, but Caitlin Schneiderhan worked as an assistant to the Duffer Brothers for seasons two and three of Stranger Things. But for season four, she was one of the staff writers in the writer's room. Uh, and I looked it up and it's like staff writers, they work in the writer's room. Like I think maybe they're assisting the head writers, the main writers of episodes, kind of breaking down stories and, and coming up with ideas. That's at least my understanding. And I'm just wondering, you know, after this, I wonder if she'll be elevated to a, a you know, one of the head writers or one of the main writers for episodes uh, in season five. Be interesting to see uh, if she isn't even, even if she is part of it. You know, I, I'm not sure at all. I've, uh, if I'm correct, this is her first novel. But Amazon is saying that she has a second book coming out in August of 2024 titled The Medici Heist. I hope I'm saying that's Medici, right? Uh, and then according to the Stranger Things wiki, She's actually responsible for creating the Stranger Writers Twitter account, at Stranger Writers, which, as a fan, if you're online on Twitter, you know that is a great account to follow. Now, um, what I did want to talk about was the title of the book. What does Flight of Icarus have to do with, uh, you know, Eddie Munson or or anything? Well, first of all, um, Flight of Icarus is, it's, it's referencing... Uh, Icarus from Greek mythology. Icarus had these wings made of uh, feathers and wax, and he was warned by his father, Daedalus, you know, do not fly too close to the sun. And of course, he flies too close to the sun. His his wax wings melt. He falls. He dies. All that stuff. And I think that basically, if you ever heard the symbolism, like, oh, he flew too close to the sun, it's like almost like don't push it, don't, uh, because you might go too far. You might lose it. You might lose it all. And I think that kind of fits into the story here. Um, again, I'll go into that a little bit, uh, in in a few minutes, but even better than the mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves Greek mythology, yada, yada. But flight of Icarus, the actual title flight of Icarus is a tremendous Iron Maiden song from their 1983 album, peace of mind. It is the song that has been playing in the background for this entire episode. The song that I had, I was singing at the beginning. Fly as high as the sun. It's got a tremendous chorus. Of course, Iron Maiden is one of my favorite, is my favorite band of all time. Uh, I've seen them countless times. The last time I saw them live, they played this song. That was back in 2022. I saw them play it in 2019. Uh, and hopefully I'll see them play it again next year because I'm going to see them next year. I think that's going to be the 13th time I've seen them. I don't know. I've been seeing them. I've seen Iron Maiden in concert since I was in high school. Since 1991 was the first time I saw them. Uh, so I just thought it was a, a tremendous choice because of the symbolism of Icarus as to Eddie Munson 
and also because it was an Iron Maiden song, and Eddie Munson loves playing heavy metal. Now, that going forward, I am going to spoil this story. So uh, this is your warning. Coming up, we're talking Flight of Icarus, full spoilers. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. You've been warned. Going forward, I'm going to be talking uh, more specifically about this book, what I liked and what I didn't like about it. Um, so you have been sufficiently warned. So I'm going to talk about the plot of this book. Uh, it is. It takes place uh, around the time of Stranger Things 1. And you know this because they reference a little bit of what's going on. You know, so Eddie is... Right now in the book, okay, and forgive me if I'm if I get this wrong, because I'm going strictly off memory now. Um, but Eddie is in his senior year, and you think of the timing of this, and it it kind of stands to reason that he misses a year. He doesn't finish this year. He has to make up this year, and he, I think he stays back again. So, in the timeline, it it does allow for the the freshmen, uh, the, our our friends, our stranger friends, to catch up to him in the end but he is uh he still lives at home we learn more about his parents again i'm spoiling this so we learn that his mother you know passed away and we learn that his father is kind of um a he's basically he's a criminal and he floats in and out of town he's here sometimes he's gone sometimes so eddie is pretty much on his own but he does have his uncle Uncle Wayne still comes and checks on him, fills his, you know, his cupboard, fills his, stocks his fridge, makes sure he's taken care of. Uh, he has a best friend, this girl that lives in the trailer park that Wayne lives in, but he doesn't live there yet. Uh, now, it works out because you think, well, how does he have this best friend who's no longer there? Again, I'm spoiling things. This is a girl that um, he, I mean, things happen in this, in the book that kind of distances them. But it doesn't fully distance him, but you know that this girl ends up graduating and moving on while Eddie is stays behind. But why do they call it Flight of Icarus? Because why what did he get what did he almost have? What did he go for, but he didn't quite get? And what this story is about in a nutshell is Eddie is in high school. He's got the uh 
he's got the uh, Hellfire Club going, and he also has his band. Now we never see his band. They they mention his band, but they never like we never actually see him with the band. We see the band playing in the in the garage, but Eddie of course is on is hiding by then, and um, the band corroded coffin, right? God, I, I should know these things, but again, it's that it's it's a it's a heavy metal band. We learn that Eddie works in a bar, and once a week they allow the band to play there. We he meets this girl who graduated uh, and came back for her grandmother's funeral, and find out that she actually works in a record, uh, in a record label, and that she is interested in Eddie and Eddie's band, and it's like Eddie they have a chance to go big. And some of the kids are into it. Some of them are a little frightened. Some of them are into it more than others. Uh, but Eddie needs, Eddie wants to go for this. But when doing this, you need some money. And it turns out at the same time this is going on, Eddie's dad comes, flies back into town and he um, kind of sucks Eddie in to this scheme to make some money. This is where I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. I didn't like, like, I didn't love the fact, and again, I'm spoiling it, so you be warned, that they're basically, the dad found out about this um, drug running. They're, they're basically moving marijuana from one part of the country to the other. Uh, this criminal does this. And the dad um, wants to rob them, wants to rob them just enough of this weed to pay some money to to pay off some money and Eddie realizes how much money he might need in order to make a demo for his band in order to get out to California. So he's in on this. And at the same time, he's trying to maneuver. He's trying to kind of get his band going. He's also trying to spend time with his dad, keep this from his friends at the fact that he's working on this, uh, this crime. And I'm reading this in the airport, like the crime stuff, uh, heading back to Boston and it, I didn't love the fact that Eddie was like doing this crime, but then you kind of realize, well, a he's a, he's a, he's still a kid, and he got sucked in by his dad. He got played by his dad, kind pretty much. Uh, and when things didn't go quite right, things felt good for a while, but when they didn't, when when they went sideways, his dad, um, you know, he um, bailed. He bailed on him, and he left him behind in Hawkins. Uh, and Eddie, at one point, he, he you're like, how does he get back from this? He they say Hellfire is going to be abandoned, uh, disbanded, and he's dropping out of high school. And you're like, how does he come back from this? And it and it, it does kind of get you back into where things were left off. And you do realize when we meet Eddie, he was dealing drugs. He was dealing drugs out of his out of his um his trailer. And he worked with Reefer Rick. And so we do meet Reefer Rick in this book. Uh, and one thing I think, it seems like all these books nail this, and, and, and Caitlin Schneiderhand nailed this too, is the, the voice of the character. I remember reading that um, Darkness on the Edge of Town, is that what it's called? The um, Hopper book. And every line I could picture Hopper saying it. And the same with this. All of these lines I could see Eddie I could picture him saying this I could see him he was he didn't he like there was this whole thing of a fight or flight and we know that you know he talks about Eddie Munson always 
he brings this up where he wants to uh you know leave and and not go through with things remember that in the in the in the in the series and some of that holds up here but he does kind of do the right thing to stick up for his fellow hellfire club uh so there's a lot of that there's a lot of the good things you see in Eddie because obviously Schneiderhan worked on the ser- on the season that introduced and brought Eddie Munson to the world so you know outside of that writers room or inside you know outside of the writers room she knows him more than anybody uh so she and, and it showed because how good she could write this and you you obviously you realize this is an official book so it's not like she's going off and being like I'm going to make him steal drugs and all these things no you could see that there's a reason why the town looks at him like they do like the school and the principal and people see this because of his name and you know it's not as far fetched as you'd think it would be for an 18 year old kid and his dad to do this robbery when the dad's you know kind of uh you know not 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 a great individual you know what i mean uh so while i was reading it i was like i don't like eddie doing these things but that's because of the eddie we know and the eddie we met in season 4 but that was eddie kind of evolving you know, we saw him, he was a nice guy, he was friendly, uh, and he was, you know, very protective of his group, but he was also, you know, dealing right out of his trailer, so he wasn't a perfect angel, and he was doing whatever he needed to get by, and that's kind of what this was, where he, this whole flight of Icarus, this whole flying too close to the sun, like he he tried to make things work so much that he, he did this big rob- robbery to get this money, and it didn't work out. And he blew it. He blew it with his, he almost blew it with his friends. He blew it with the girl that he was starting to date, uh, that he was, um, that he, you know, was doing, was from the record company. Like, and it just kind of, and his dad left him. He, he left him in a lurch. He was worse off than he was at the beginning when at certain points it seemed like he was going to be a rock star. But it's like, at what, at what cost? He was going to leave his friends behind and he was like, I need to try this. I need to do this. But then it all kind of blew up in his face. Um, so I think it's okay that I didn't like that Eddie was doing this because it's part of the story. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm saying it right. Like it, when I'm reading, I'm going, oh, I don't like this. I don't want him doing this. I'm not a fan of this. But it's not because I don't, I'm not saying I don't like the book. I'm like, oh no, Eddie, don't do it. I realize I'm rooting for this guy that I know to not do these things that he's getting sucked into, and I think that actually made it even more successful. The more when I look back on it, uh, that it makes it you know the book is doing exactly what I think it wants to do. It's making you kind of the the reader see this guy and be like, no, don't do it. Eddie. Don't do it. Don't fall for this. Don't do this. And you know, because of the Eddie we meet, you know that none of this is going to work out. You just don't know how exactly we're going to get there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the, the plot of the story. How do we get from this kid? We think we know that goes through this crazy stuff. And, uh, then, but not crazy to the point where he, you'd be like, how could this happen in this town? I mean, there was one, there was a shooting that I thought this, this didn't come up at all. But obviously, you know, there's Chief Hopper had other things going on. Um, so it's, oh, it, it is imaginable that these, all of these things could have happened. 
without any of it touching or rubbing up against um, you know, the, the story that we know going on in Hawkins. But there were things that were still, um, I, think, I think they mentioned Barb. Yep, I'm pretty sure. I, they mentioned the buyer's kid being missing a couple times. Uh, Hopper was, was brought up. Uh, not a ton, like I don't think Steve was mentioned at all. None of the, none of the other kids were mentioned at all because why would they be? They're not in uh, the group yet. Some of the some of the people in the in in Hellfire we didn't know because they graduated. Some of them we did know or were joining. Uh, same with the band, and I do like at the very end, we we do see Eddie, uh, speak you know um, stand up for someone we do know, Will Byers, because we get a um, a scene where Eddie is at a record store flipping through records, and in walks Jonathan and Will. And this is after the events of Stranger Things 1 where these a-holes come in and they start calling him Zombie Boy. Uh, well, Jonathan doesn't want to leave Will alone for two seconds, but he does to go in the back to get some special records. Uh, and John, Will's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But you could see he was left behind with these bullies. And uh, Eddie is right there doing, you know, at first doing nothing, but he finally kind of speaks up and he kind of stands up for Will. And they have a little connection where he's like, you know, hey, you know, don't worry about things. And like it, he, he kind of says, hey, he, he thinks he's pretty cool. He thinks Zombie Boy is a pretty kick-ass nickname. So, um, but you realize these two characters never interact after that because Will moves off to California and he never gets to uh, realize that Eddie is uh, so cool and he never gets to join Hellfire Club. So it was a nice kind of um bookend bringing in characters we know but in a way that doesn't take away anything from future seasons of the show it sees that they did crisscross but um it doesn't you know it just it, it in a logical way that makes sense i think that's what i'm trying to say so all in all uh, a very enjoyable book and the parts that i didn't like about it I think were things that were designed to make me not like that. Like it was almost done in a way that I thought was, you know, like done good. Uh, if that makes any sense. One other thing I want to say, because I was just quickly looking at the Caitlin Schneiderhand uh, wiki page. And, uh, you know, I said, Hey, maybe someday she'll, uh, She'll get her name written on an episode written by... Well, it turns out she already did. She wrote The Monster and the Superhero. So, uh, yeah, I, my apologies. She, she wrote episode three. So, there you go. Directed by Sean Levy. Um, so, gee, I hope she makes it to a thing she's already made it to. Uh, that's, that's me, though. Classic podcasting Mike. You know, kind of quickly looks at something and says, well, I've researched it. Um, but... What it, what, whatever this does, even if, if she continues to write for Stranger Things, great. If she doesn't, I know there's another author out there where I'm like, well, I want to read that. I want to read the next thing. Uh, now, I don't know if her, it looks like her next book is geared towards young adults. Look, I have the mindset of a young adult, so I don't mind reading books like that. Uh, so I've followed her on Amazon so I can see future books from her. Uh, and that's that's it. I think I'm done. I need to get to bed. 
Uh, so I, you may not have noticed an edit, but well, I tried it to make it very seamless. But um, my wife popped out and says, I thought you were going to bed early. I said, I am going to bed. I just got to get this episode done. She's like, you got to get up early. You got a big race tomorrow. Now, look, it's a race. I shouldn't say it's a race. A race is something you could win. I'm doing a 5K run. I'm not going to come close to winning, but I am going to finish. And I'm going to get a T-shirt. So that's the most important thing. And then I'm going to come home. I'm going to make my appetizer and I'm going to have some turkey. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, I want to say uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for continuing to support Stranger Danger. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Um, and I think that's it. A special thank you to Alan and Kennedy for their voicemails. Go to StrangerDangerPodcast.com to find every episode of Stranger Danger. And of course, there's a link on every episode and a link at the website where you can leave a voicemail message. Uh, and that's it, my friends. You can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. You can find the show on Twitter at Stranger D Pod, on Instagram at Stranger Danger Pod, and on threads at Stranger Danger Pod. But you can find me everywhere at Geek Mentality. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy Flight of Icarus. Happy Eddie Munson. And remember to stay stranger, my friends. And also, read. I love reading. I hope you love reading too. You know why? Reading is fundamental. And you can't spell fundamental without F-U-N. Goodbye. Butterfly in the sky I can go twice as high Take a look It's in a book A reading rainbow I can go anywhere Friends to know And ways to grow A reading rainbow A reading rainbow. Fans not experts.